But honestly, though, I used to not like him at first. Like, I was like, oh, he's such a, like, buzzkill. But and as then a, you realize that yes. I'm Squidward. Yeah, well, he realized that, yeah, everyone's Squidward. Right? Hey, I'm Squidward, I'm Squidward, I'm Squidward, Squidward, Squidward. Welcome to Allied Rebels. <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Roxy. And I'm Dee. Hey guys. Whoop. New year. Same me. I was going to say, <laughs> definitely not new me. Oh <laughs> uh, my gosh. It's so exciting to be back. We took a little break right there. I mean, it's the holidays. Yeah. We should have taken a holiday break. And I kind of had a forced one. I was going to say, you uh, should have been on break this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, and I really was. Um, I had my tonsils out, so I was out for the count for the two weeks, for sure. Mm -hmm. But here we are. We're all good. Tip-top shade, ready to go. We're here. That's what matters now. And super excited because today's episode is... Are you ready? Because I'm ready. SpongeBob SquarePants! Woo! Yay! So, besides your surgery, what you been up to? All right, so the first thing is I beat Animal Crossing! Woo! Yay! Haha, <laughs> just kidding, but you know, I <laughs> I got KK to the island and they did the credits, which I thought, I'm like, what? This is it? Like, we're, we're done? And then I got a little teary-eyed because it was a little emotional, but it was really exciting. I feel like I moved up in life, you know, because I can do so much more on there. It's so great. Like, I'm going to get the cafe. Oh, today should be the premiere of the cafe. So, hell yeah. It's so fun. It was so fun. I concur. Also, I watched The Matrix Resurrections. And, you know, it's all right. Um, There's moments I really like it. And there's moments I'm like, oh. Don't like it, and then I keep going back and forth. It's like a roller coaster, but ultimately there was a lot of parts I liked. So that's good. And then I watch the Gremlins. Finally, the Gremlins movie. It is a Christmas movie, definitely the yeah. whole time it's Christmas, and it's fun. And I get it why people really like it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a few years ago I had to rewatch it. Not had to. I wanted to rewatch it because I didn't remember watching it much growing up. I just remember like a couple times as a kid, like. You don't really remember too too many things too clearly. And then, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Also, I watch Deck the Halls, and it's definitely a, a movie from its period, <laughs> early 2000s. It was like, whoa, you know, you got Dan DeVito, it's fun. And you got Matthew Broderick being <laughs> the wet blanket he is. Don't get me wrong, I love him, but it's just funny. He plays the same character in every movie after Ferris Bueller. Um, so that was a fun little thing I noticed. And then we did watch Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> oh boy, that's going to be a fun episode when we finally touch up on that. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I could sit here and rant about it for hours, but we're going we're gonna to wait on that. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just say disappoint. Ten out of ten do not recommend. Anyway, um Yeah, but on a happy note, we did watch Spider Man. Yeah! 
Oh my gosh, that was so good. All right, guys, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, then go ahead and forward two minutes from now. So, can we talk about what was your favorite villain that came back? I would say uh, the Green Goblin, because honestly, I like Doc Ock too, but I think just Willem Dafoe is just so awesome. I, mean, I love so. Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was so fun. Um, believe it or not, I know it sounds bad, but I haven't watched the third Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, so I don't know the other ones, and I haven't watched the Andrew Garfield ones yet as of this recording, but just oh got chills when i heard them both that was just so great and i was just like the whole time like waiting for toby mcguire to uh-huh. show up because you know um and then it was just a good surprise like i really didn't see it coming because everyone kept saying like, it's not gonna happen no yeah they're not gonna show up i refuse to look at spoilers most of the time but i yeah. really refuse to look for this one because you know they're like he's there on set they're on set I'm like i'm not i'm not even oh going see to, i never even heard that i'm not you don't, don't live with my brother-in-law. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, shut up. How many times have I told you I don't like spoilers? Yeah, that's fair. You um, know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I'm surprised I actually didn't hear that or read oh. that somewhere online. But yeah, it was so great. I almost cried when I saw Sandman. I was oh, like, yeah. And he helped him. I was like, yes, he is a good guy at heart. Oh. Yeah, and that's the sad thing about all the Spider-Man villains is they've all they all started off to be good, good. guys. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just kind of like in real life, there's a human inside of you. You know, exactly. even if you've done fucked up shit, there's still part of you that's still a human, and you know, there's always good in everybody. But yeah, you kind of forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie helped perfectly. Yeah, it was awesome. So fun. Um. And I think, yeah, I was going to say, we could keep talking about it, but we're going to talk about oh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, we'll, so. we'll eventually. Touch up on it some yeah. more, but... Um, but what about you, D? What's going on with you? Well, over the break, I played a lot of D&D. I know it's shocking to people <laughs> that I was playing D&D, but... My character's really developing, and <laughs> she's becoming less paranoid, which is not as fun to play, but... You know, whatever. I really like playing the really paranoid person who, like, every time you meet somebody new, there's something wrong with them. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with them. And then everybody else in your group just going, oh, we get it. You don't trust people. I'm like, yes, that's me in real life, too. That's why it's so easy to play this character. Anyway, um, <laughs> it'd be funny if it wasn't true. But uh, it, the thing is, we're playing is it's like a spinoff of from our like actual campaign we're playing which is like a spinoff and he's reassured me many times that this will not affect my mission in the game because we're supposed to get to the lichen group as fast as we can and this side mission came as we were starting to go on our way there and i was not happy you guys don't understand (laughs) the nerd struggle here okay so yeah, that's that's that. And I've been playing a lot of Fortnite again lately. Yeah. Um, the new season has Spider-Man in it. And you get to swing around uh, with spider webs. Oh, sweet. And, and they have the Daily Bugle there. 
Oh, that's awesome. I heard there was like a new map. Yeah. Which was good for like the vets that already, you know, know everything. Yeah. Kind of switched it up for you guys. Kind of make it a little new. That's cool. <laughs> yes and no. I I like the island switching, but I don't because we always have homes on the island. Like the first island, our home was Lucky Landing. And a, like a junkyard if Lucky Landing was like too far away. My brother's was Dirty Dogs because you know my brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my brother-in-law's, I can't remember what his was. Anyway, yeah, like we always have a place that we call home. And I haven't really found that place yet. Oh, but that's the cool part. You'll yeah. get to find one and yeah. then, yeah. So. so that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend and I keep saying that we're going to start playing like the those games like Fortnite and Dead by Daylight, Dying Light. <laughs> Raft, Ark, all these games that we have on Steam that we haven't touched in forever because Animal Crossing has consumed our lives. <laughs> so we live Same. in, yeah, we live on our islands. So don't get me wrong, it's fun and we're putting our switches to good use because I feel like we go through phases where we're only playing PC games. That was uh -huh. it. Like the Switch wasn't touched forever. There's games we have, like, it tells you the last time you played it, it was like almost a year ago. I was like, holy shit. We need to come up with a chart, like a rotating thing. Like, right. oh, the, today we're playing this game. Today we're doing this or yeah. whatever. Because, yeah, but it is what it is. Make it work. All right. So it's time for our new segment. Woo! All right. So let's start off with games. So we have Weird West coming out January 11th on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Discover a dark fantasy reimagining of the Wild West where lawmen and gunslingers share the frontier with fantastical creatures, form a posse, or venture forth alone into the otherworldly confines of the Weird West and make each legend your own. I saw a video of it. It looked, um, I don't know, it reminded me of a couple of different games, but like the graphics they were like kind of uh comic bookish oh, um, yeah. okay, and yeah, it I was remember. it was an interesting concept so that'd be fun one i think mm -hmm. and then we have tom clancy's rainbow six extraction coming out january 18th on stadia pc playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one and the xbox series Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction will test your tactical and survival skills in co-op, player versus environment, horror, action, gameplay. And then we have Nobody Saves the World coming out January 18th on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Transform into a ranger, a knight, and a horse in Nobody Saves the World, a new twist on action RPGs. Looks super cool. And the concept reminds me of this game I used to play on the computer. Like literally everything was stick figures and it was drawn really badly or as best as they could on purpose or whatever. Either yeah. way, whether it was a purpose or not, it just worked and it was so great. It was like mid 2000s mm -hmm. and it was just so much fun. I keep trying to remember what it's called. I'll have to Google it later on, but that's what it kind of reminded me of. And that was really fun. You're like, I'm there for it. I was, yeah, so here for this. But yeah, no, that one's really cool. I'm going to have to totally check it out. So as we all know by now, already this uh, year kind of sucks because we've lost some great people. The first one I'm going to mention was the very last day of 2021, the phenomenal the beautiful great Betty White 
And then recently on January 9th, we lost two great people. Funny comedian Bob Saget and James Amtume. He was a jazz musician. Let's do a moment of silence for all three of them. All right, so for movies coming out in January, we have Munich, The Edge of War, based on an international bestseller by Robert Harris. It is autumn 1938, and Europe stands on the brink of war. Adolf Hitler is preparing to invade Czechoslovakia, and Neville Chamberlain's government desperately seeks a peaceful solution with the pressure-building Hugh Legat, British civilian servant and Paul von Hartmann, German's diplomat, traveled to Munich for the emergency conference. As negotiations begin, the two old friends find themselves at the center of a web of political subterfuge and a very real danger. With the whole world watching, can war be averted and, if so, at what cost? Ooh, that one sounds really good. I'm a big sucker for history yeah. movies. And then we have, again on January 7th, See For Me. Sophie is a young blind girl house-sitting at a secluded mansion. It's not smart. She finds herself under invasion by thieves seeking a hidden safe. Her only means of defense is a new app called See For Me. It connects to a volunteer across the country that helps her survive by seeing on her behalf. Sophie is connected to Kelly, an army veteran who spends her days playing first-person shooter games. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Sophie is forced to learn that if she's going to survive the night, she's going to need all the help she can get. A blind teenager who ends up being not so powerless after all. That sounds so badass. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like... I need to see that. Yeah. Oh, it's funny because like the other day I was on Reddit and I saw something about that. Like someone volunteered. They said they helped them pick out almond milk at the grocery store. That was the first right. time I heard about it. So this is so cool that it's mm -hmm. like in a movie already. Nice, right? Yeah. I like the concept. And then coming out January 14th is Scream. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro. A new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begun targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Okay, so when I first read that they were doing Screaming in, I was like, oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? But now I'm like, okay, I kind of do want to see it. Yeah, we have a friend that loves the Scream movies and to me... It's just like a slasher movie, you know? There's wow. not a lot of story like, to that, but I guess there is. And I guess if I want to watch a new one, I'm not supposed to watch it until I watch the other ones, but... Why? I don't know. Because of the story, quote-unquote. But I don't You're know. You're fine. Yeah. Teenagers die. They died yeah. at their hometown. They died at college. They died somewhere yes. else, and then they died somewhere else. And I know. There you go. You're caught up. Exactly. And so that's why, like... I never felt like I wanted to ever watch the second or third or fourth or however many they have because I felt like they were all the same. I did. I liked the the first three screams. And then I liked the fourth one just because of the actors that were in it. Mm, okay. So. We'll see. Yeah. My brother-in-law's really excited for it. 
Oh yes, that's true. I remember that. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, he'll have to let me know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to the topic today. Ooh, we're not going to sing that because it's copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into it. SpongeBob SquarePants, also simply referred to as SpongeBob, is an American cartoon series created by marine science educator and animator Steven Hillenburg for Nickelodeon. The series chronicles the adventures of the title character and his aquatic friends in the fictional underwater city of Bikini Bottom. Being the fifth longest running American animated series, its high popularity has made it a media franchise. It is the highest rated series to air on Nickelodeon, which I didn't know that, as well as the most profitable property for Viacom CBS consumer products, having generated over 13 billion in merchandise and revenue. Yeah, as of 2019. Which I I put a (laughs) lot of money in there. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Do you remember those bags that I bought for us? Yes, hell yeah. Those messenger bags from Kmart. Holla, hey. Yeah, oh my God. Yes, that was one of my favorite things that I ever got for SpongeBob. I had a ton of stuff. I had binders and stickers and t-shirts and socks and like, Like crazy. Yeah, almost anything you can think of, except I did not have that badass alarm clock that you had. Yeah. I always was jelly about it, so. Well, I even tried to give it to you. You're like, no. Oh, it just felt so bad. I thought you, you know, it was yours. You earned it with your own money. I was just like, no, I can't do that to you. (laughs) Anyway, but I appreciate it. So on February 11th, 2019, Nickelodeon announced it would recognize the 20th anniversary, 20 freaking years, okay? Uh, So 20th anniversary of SpongeBob SquarePants with a series of celebrations known as the best year ever. In honor of the anniversary, Pantone created color shades known as SpongeBob SquarePants Yellow and Patrick Star Pink to be used by Nickelodeon's licensing partners. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You know you made it if, like, this color company names a color Pantone. after you. Pantone. Yes. Pantone. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about the creation behind SpongeBob. The series was created by a marine science educator and animator, Steven Hillenburg, who first became fascinated with the sea as a child. He began developing his artistic abilities at a young age. During college, he studied marine biology and minored in art. He planned to return to graduate school and eventually to pursue a master's degree in art. After graduating in 1984 from Humboldt State University, he joined the Ocean Institute, an organization in Dana Point, California, dedicated to educating the public about marine science and maritime history. While he was there, he had the initial idea that would lead to the creation of SpongeBob SquarePants, a comic book titled The Intertidal Zone. The host of the comic was Bob the Sponge, who, unlike SpongeBob, resembled an actual sea sponge. In 1987, Hillenburg left the Institute to pursue an animation career. While working as a staff artist at the Ocean Institute, Hillenburg entertained plans to return to get a master's degree in art. But before he could do that, he attended an animation festival, which, you know, caused him to go, you know what? Oh, better not on going to that art school. Better not. (laughs) (laughs) And so he decided to go to a different one instead. He went to California Institute of Art and his thesis film, Wormholes, is about 
the theory of relativity. It was screened at the festivals, and at one of those, Hillenburg met Joe Murray, creator of a popular Nickelodeon animated series, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, you might have heard about that one. Yeah. Murray was impressed by the style of the film and offered Hillenburg a job. And then Hillenburg joined as a series or joined the series as a director and later during the fourth season took a role as producer and creative director. That's so awesome. Right? So awesome. So originally the character was to be named SpongeBoy and the series to be named SpongeBoy Ahoy. But this name was already in use for a mop product. <laughs> this was discovered after voice acting for the original seven minute pilot was recorded. Upon learning this, Hillenburg knew that the character's name still had to contain Sponge in it, so viewers were not mistaken for a cheese man. In 1987, he decided to use the name SpongeBob with SquarePants as a family name, with the latter referring to the character's square shape and having a nice ring to it. Approximately 50 people worked together to animate and produce an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Throughout its run, the series production has been handled domestically at Nickelodeon's animated studio in Burbank, California. The finished animation has been created overseas at Rough Draft Studios in South Korea. The California crew storyboard each episode. These are then used as templates by the crew in Korea who animate each scene by hand on computers and paint backgrounds. Episodes are finished in California where they are edited and have music added. That is so awesome. <sighs> Crazy. So much time goes into one episode. Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right, so some cool facts, guys. So an oil painting of a pirate is used in the opening sequence, right? Everyone knows that. Yeah. Which Hillenburg found in a thrift shop years ago, according to Tom Kenny. Patrick Penny voices Painty the Pirate, singing the theme song as the character. Hillenburg's lips were imposed into the painting and moved along with the lyrics. Kenny joked this is about as close of a glimpse as most Spongebob fans are ever going to get of Steve Hillenburg because of his very private nature. Which is kind of cool if you think about it. Yeah, it is. For the longest time, I didn't know any of his background. When I found that out, I just thought it was amazing because when I was like in third grade, I wanted to be a marine biologist. I was obsessed with ocean life. And I, you know, then later on, I wanted to be like an artist, a graphic designer. And then when SpongeBob came out, I was like, I want to be an animator. I want to. You're basically Hillenburg is what you're saying. Basically, he's like my hero. (laughs) I didn't know that at the time, but now I do. So another fun fact is Mark Harrison and Blaze Smith composed the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. Its lyrics were written by Steven Hildberg and the series' original creative director, Derek Dryman. The melody was inspired by Sea Shanty, Blow the Man Down. And that song is just so freaking catchy. Like, everybody knows it. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't watch SpongeBob, you know it. You know the song. Yeah. Yeah. So... The very first episode of SpongeBob SquarePants is called Help Wanted. Yes. Do you remember this episode? I do, but vaguely. I just remember they used Tiny Tim songs, and I remember this one. Living in the sunlight, loving in the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's okay. so fun, yeah. And I always just remember Tiny Tim. Like, I always think of when I hear Tiny Tim, I think SpongeBob <laughs> or vice versa, but... Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and that's where he got his job at the Krusty Krab. So that's a good one. And now we're going to go into the characters and actors. The series revolves around the title character and an ensemble cast of his aquatic friends. So we have Tom Kenny, of course, playing SpongeBob SquarePants. And he also voices a number of other characters, including SpongeBob's <laughs> pet, snail gary and the french narrator like uh three years later yeah (laughs) all that stuff or a one eternity later (laughs) that episode uh i love that he also physically portrays patchy the pirate in live action segments of most special episodes kenny previously worked with steven hillenberg on rocko's modern life that's how they met that's awesome SpongeBob SquarePants is an energetic and optimistic yellow sea sponge who lives in a submerged pineapple. (laughs) SpongeBob has a childlike enthusiasm for life, which carries over to his job as a fry cook at a fast food restaurant called Krusty Krab. One of his life goals is to obtain a boating license from Mrs. Puff's boating school, but he never succeeds. His favorite pastimes include jellyfishing, Sorry, jellyfishing, <laughs> which involves catching jellyfish in a net in a manner similar to butterfly catching and blowing soap bubbles in elaborate shapes. He has a pet sea snail with a pink shell and a blue body named Gary, who meows like a cat. Yeah, I love Gary. Gary. Yeah. Gear bear. Gear bear. <laughs> And we also have Bill Faberbacki, who plays Patrick Starr, a dim-witted yet friendly pink starfish who resides under a rock. Despite his mental setbacks, Patrick sees himself as intelligent. And that's good, because if you see yourself as dumb, then you are dumb. Yeah. But if you see yourself as smart, it doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah, he has a lot of confidence. He does. I like that. He's a good role model because uh-huh. he has confidence. That's good. Uh-huh. Then we have Carol Lawrence, Sandy Cheeks, <laughs> a thrill seeking and athletic squirrel from Double, Texas, <laughs> who <laughs> wears an air filled diving suit to breathe underwater. She lives in a train enclosed in a clear glass dome locked by an airtight hand turned seal and is an expert in karate. As well as a scientist. You know, just one or two things. Yeah. She was freaking awesome. Yeah, I she always is. loved her character. And then we have Roger Bumpass, who plays Squidward Tentacles, SpongeBob's next door neighbor and co-worker at the Krusty Krab. He is an arrogant, ill-tempered octopus who lives in an Easter Island head. He enjoys playing the clarinet and painting self-portraits, but hates his job as a cashier. He also dislikes living between Spongebob and Patrick because of their childish nature. (laughs) But honestly, though, I used to not like him at first. Like, I was like, oh, he's such a, like, buzzkill. But as you realize that I'm Squidward. Yeah, well, you realize that, yeah, everyone's Squidward. Right. Hey, I'm Squidward. I'm Squidward. I'm Squidward. 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 Yeah, like, it's, uh, I really, I get it. The whole cashier thing, I freaking get it. It's soul sucking. But yeah. And then we have the Clancy Brown. Oh, I love this guy. He's Mr. Krabs, and he is a miserably greedy red crab who talks like a sailor and runs his restaurant as if it were a pirate ship. He is a single parent to a teenage daughter, a gray sperm whale. 
nicknamed Pearl, to whom he wants to bequeath his riches. And let me tell you, the first time I saw her, I was like, how the fuck is that your daughter? And I was like, <laughs> adoption's a thing, D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think everybody went through that. Like, what? Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> And then we have Mr. Lawrence, who plays Plankton, a small green one-eyed copepod. Plankton. <laughs> 1% evil, 99% hot gas. <laughs> According to his wife, yeah. Karen. Uh, Plankton constantly tries to steal the secret recipe for Mr. Krab's popular Krabby Patty burgers, hoping to gain the upper hand and put the Krusty Krab out of business, but sadly always failing at it. Yeah. Poor gay. Yeah. He has little man syndrome. It's okay. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I always felt bad for him. Even though he was bad, I just still felt bad for him. Oh, who likes the bad boys now? <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> I do like the bad boys. Not gonna lie. I like him a little naughty. Oh, hey. <laughs> So aside from the main cast, they also have really good, well-rounded side characters or minor characters. Like for example, from Bang Geeks, we have Harold, who's that blue fish. And it's funny because in some episodes he has an accent and in some he doesn't. And then old man Jenkins. <laughs> oh yeah. He always says like, um, oh gosh, what was, the, what was one of the one-liners he had? Um <sighs> Oh, yeah. Um, he's like, yep, see you later, Bran Flakes. What a nice cereal box. It calls <laughs> Yeah, Bran Flakes. And then we also have Fred, who is super memorable. I think everyone knows his one-liner. My leg! <laughs> and then, of course, there's Tom, the chocolate guy. Did you say chocolate? <laughs> chocolate? That was, that was a good episode. And I think he's the same guy, too, that bitches about his diet, Dr. Kelp, in the Krusty Krab pizza episode. I think so. Don't tell me you forgot my drink. Another, you know, I love my spoopy shows, my spoopy episodes. The Hash Sling Slasher. Oh, yeah. The Hash Slinging, the Sash Springing, the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I, w- I wish they would have showed him again after that episode. Right. And they... They haven't, have they? Uh, not that I recall, and I feel like they could have used some more. Right. It's a cool name, the Hash Sling Slasher. <laughs> and you, I always have to kind of talk out of the side of my mouth when I say it, or else I <laughs> mess it up. Hash Sling Slasher. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I'm like, Hash Sling Slasher. <laughs> hash Sling Slasher. Like, if I... I almost said my tongue wants to do things that. Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> um, and then also there's Flats the Flounder who bullies SpongeBob for him just asking how he's doing. He's just gonna kick his butt. Jerk. Mm-hmm. And the classic Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah. I like both of them, and Bark Boy just reminds me of Squidward. Not just how he looks, but also personality-wise. Yeah. They're the same person. Yeah, basically. And then there's Scooter, and you know him by his laugh. He goes, he made me experience high tide. (laughs) A lot of memorable side characters. Yeah. 
So I'm going to write you some quotes and we're going to see if you know any of these, okay? Okay, but I'm going to quiz you too. All right, sounds good. Um, is this a Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. He gets a job at the Krusty Krab. Yeah. Um, and you're good, you're good, you're good. A SpongeBob. It, it sounds familiar, but I'm like... Yeah, it happens a couple of times. Patrick's driving the, the Flying Dutchman's boat, and he keeps hitting okay. the, ro- yep. the rocks. He's <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, oh, can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? Yes. Can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> I still I say that to you sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, who we call him Pinhead? It sounds so familiar. Yeah. Is it Patrick? Yeah. It's that episode where uh, Sandy's hibernating and then they want to be okay. Dirty Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So I tells him, no, you're Kim Pinhead. And he's like, who we call Pinhead? <laughs> oh, a wallet, a watch, a waffles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, ha ha, ha ha. It's a giraffe. <laughs> um, Firmly grasp it in your hand. Firmly grasp it in your hand. Firmly grasp it! Well, um, I haven't been asked that in a while. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's where uh, the episode where they go jellyfishing and then Squidward is all bandaged up and they want to get him the, yeah. they want to take him jellyfishing. Yeah. But he just sticks it through his yeah. hand. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. The lid. The lid. The lid. The lid. The lid. The lid. Stop! I don't know that one. Oh, that's the one where uh, Patrick gets a job. It's the same one. And he wants to be as good as SpongeBob. And he wants it to start small. And so he tells him to grab the jar yeah. and then take the lid off. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He just kept fucking it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Janet, Marty, who are you people? Marty, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line. Janet, <laughs> <laughs> Marty, I'm scared. <laughs> that would totally be something I would do in that situation. <laughs> um, whoever's the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. <laughs> oh, do you remember Evil? Every villain is lemons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then that ravioli, ravioli, gave me the forvioli. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh my god. Oh, and then the the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> yes, I do remember that one. Wombology, the study of wombo. I don't it's, remember. Oh that. my god, that one sounds one of the best. Um, because they're stupid. <laughs> yes, because I still say that sometimes. Because oh. they're stupid. <laughs> exactly. So we've kind of already touched base on the franchise successes. Just just a little bit. We're going to go a little bit deeper into it now. So there have been three movies that have been made for Spongebob. We have the Spongebob Squarepants movie in 2004. We have the Spongebob Squarepants movie Sponge Out of Water 11 years after in 2015. And then we have the Spongebob movie Sponge on the Run in 2020. I'm not going to lie. I've only seen the first movie. I've seen parts of the second movie. And then I haven't seen the last one yet. But I love Spongebob. But I, yeah. it's like after the f- uh, first movie, it just wasn't. I felt like it was different. And that's for a lot of different reasons. 
mainly because like a lot of the original writers and especially Steven Hellberg they kind of left ship and yeah. you know it just I just feel like I could tell like it oh, just yeah. wasn't the same but there were also a couple of spinoffs that came from the show uh, they had Camp Coral Spongebob's Under Years the plot focused on a 10 year old Spongebob and his friends at the camp located in the kelp forest where they spend the summer catching jellyfish, building campfires, and swimming in Lake Yucky Muck. It serves as a tie-in to the animated film, the Spongebob movie, Sponge on the Run. I can't say I've seen any of the episodes I remember hearing about it, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't mind watching an episode and seeing what it's like, but... Nickelodeon animation head Ramsey Nato said of the series, SpongeBob has an incredible universe to expand upon, and the green light for Camp Coral is a testament to the strength and longevity of these characters known by and loved by generations of fans around the world. So basically, he's saying anything with SpongeBob on it, golden. <laughs> yeah. On August 10, 2020, it was reported that a Patrick Star talk show titled The Patrick Star Show was in development with a 13-episode order. The show is similar to other talk shows such as The Larry Sanders Show and The Comedy Bang Bang. The series premiered on Nickelodeon on July 9, 2021, with the series set to be available on Paramount Plus later on. I never heard about that one, actually. Me either, but it sounds like something I would want to watch. Yeah, me too, actually. So... Another example of how far Spongebob has come and all the stuff that has come out of it, uh, video games, which I've only played a few of these, um, but the first video game was Spongebob Squarepants, The Legend of the Lost Spatula. It came out in 2001 on the Game Boy Color. I think I remember playing that one. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) And then we had Spongebob Squarepants Battle for Bikini Bottom in 2003. That came out on PlayStation, Xbox, GameCube, Windows, and Game Boy Advance. And then the SpongeBob SquarePants movie game came out in 2004 on PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, Windows, Mac, Game Boy Advance, and Mobile. And then SpongeBob SquarePants Lights, Camera, Pants in 2005 on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, Windows, Game Boy Advance. And then... There was Spongebob Squarepants, Creature from Krusty Krab in 2006. Came out on the PlayStation 2, the Wii, GameCube, Windows, Game Boy Advance, and Nintendo DS. Then there was Spongebob Squarepants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, rehydrated (laughs) in 2020. Um, On the PlayStation, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Stadia, Windows, iOS, iPad iOS, and Android. Then there were countless other games that he appeared in throughout the years. We felt like if we would have added all of those, we would have been talking nonstop. So (laughs) Yeah, it was a ton of them. Like, I think it came out of more things than Resident Evil 4 came out on. Yeah, I swear. (laughs) Uh, but there was also some board games. Uh, there was Monopoly SpongeBob SquarePants Edition and several Uno SpongeBob SquarePants editions. Yeah, I thought you would only need one of those. But hey, who am I to judge? Uh. <laughs> I was going to say, it's for the hardcore fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Um, then we had the Game of Life, Bikini Bottom, Hangman, and Ants in the Pants SpongeBob Edition or Ants in the SquarePants. Yeah, that fits. 
And then we also had SpongeBob editions of Operation Connect 4 and Sorry. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's also a Cranium SpongeBob SquarePants a memory game for SpongeBob, and I know there have been several of those. Mm-hmm. And then there's SpongeBob SquarePants games that are Great Jellyfish Escape, Wacky Race, The Krusty Crab, and The Clam Catch. There's also SpongeBob editions for Guess Who? Almost anything you can think of has been SpongeBobified. It's like anything you can think of right now has been JoJo Siwafied. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, he had messenger bags. They were awesome. They were sparkly. They were beautiful. And there was a musical. It was the SpongeBob SquarePants, the Broadway musical, which premiered June 7th, 2016 in Chicago. There are several productions of it in 2017. It went to Broadway. In 2019, they did a North American tour. And then in 2019, they did a TV adaptation. And I still haven't seen it, and I really want... I do want to watch it. I, I really do. do. It, it, it's like, okay, so I made fun of the Shrek musical for a while. Like, <laughs> oh my god, who would want to see that? I forgot then, about that. And then I saw it, and I'm like, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you see it live or on TV? No. Uh, uh, when it was on Netflix. Oh, cool. No, yeah. I never saw that either. It was pretty good. Cool. Um, just the way, like, you think, how would they make that? That makes no sense. And then you're like, Man, theater is amazing. Um, but the SpongeBob musical won several awards. Uh, one of them was Outer Critics Circle Award, and it won for Outstanding Score, Outstanding Director of Musical, and Outstanding Actor in Musical. The Drama Desk Award won Outstanding Musical, Outstanding Actor, Featured Actor, Director, Set Design, and Wig and Hair. And then they freaking won a Tony. That's Wow. For scenic design. So, you know. There's also theme parks that are SpongeBobified. Universal Studios in Orlando, Nickelodeon Universe at American Dream, which is in New Jersey, or East Rutherford, New Jersey, and Nickland at Movie Park in Germany. There's also Nickelodeon Land at SeaWorld, Gold Coast, QLD in Australia. Nickelodeon Land in Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Oh, England. <laughs> How you doing? Pleasure Beach? Anyway, um, in Blackpool, England. And then there is Nickelodeon Land at Parque de Atracciones de Madrid in Spain. Also uh, Nickelodeon Universe at Mall of America, which I've been to that. That was really awesome. And Nickelodeon Lost Lagoon at Sunway in Subang, Senlagor, Malaysia. Um, so we know there've been a ton of other SpongeBob foods, but the one thing we know of for sure is the popsicles with the fucked up eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're so delicious though. <laughs> they are. And then those gumballs. I mean, it's the same with any of those type of popsicles. The gumballs lose flavor after five seconds, but it's Worth it. so glorious the first five seconds. So <laughs> good. Right. And then um another little factoid. In July 2009, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum in New York launched a wax sculpture of SpongeBob in celebration of the series' 10th anniversary. SpongeBob became the first animated character sculpted entirely out of wax. That's cool. Uh, In May of 2011, a new species of mushroom, Spongiforma squarepantsy, was described and named after the series' little character. 
Interesting. That's cool. So let's talk about some of our favorite episodes. Uh, there's just so many. We were talking about this gathering, you know, brainstorming and stuff. Oh my gosh. It was just too many that I really like. It's easier to say things I don't like, which even that, that's kind of a task. Uh-huh. But some of the more memorable ones, I always think about the chocolate episode. <laughs> um, for, I mean, <laughs> I feel like everyone knows that uh-huh. the chocolate reference. I was like, just, what is that one? And then she goes, chocolate. Did you say chocolate? Chocolate? <laughs> oh my gosh so many quotes to that episode like the grandma when they tried to sell the chocolate to the grandma and she's like sweet sweet chocolate i always hated it <laughs> it's a fun episode it was um there's also do you remember the pizza delivery episode pizza is the pizza, pizza for you and me <laughs> Crusty crab pizza, pizza, crusty pizza. Is that copyright? <laughs> Is a pizza, yeah. Are you in? <laughs> Holy shit! Again, I hit those high notes. <laughs> yeah, you should probably not be singing at this point in time. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, that was a fun one. Um, the rip pants episode. Oh, because I. Rip my pants. I know I shouldn't mope around a shit and curse, but the pain feels so much worse. Okay. Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> no! I can't. You can't stop me. Um, and it's also band geeks. I really feel like that's probably everybody's, like, everybody really knows that episode. It's just so fun. Obviously, the song at the end, Sweet Victory. Um, so fun. Is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Also, well, maybe if someone would stop playing with big, meaty claws. <laughs> what did you say? Big, meaty claws. Bring it on, old man. Bring it on. No, people. Let's be smart and bring it off. Oh, so now the talking cheese has got to preach to us. <laughs> And then Dying for Pie. Freaking love that episode. It's the episode where Squidward gives uh, SpongeBob a pie that is a bomb. That he didn't know was a bomb. (laughs) But he got it for the pirates. And yeah. And then so after Mr. Krabs tells him, he has to spend the whole day with SpongeBob. Tries to like, you know, make his last day alive like really memorable. (laughs) He hates every second of it. Yeah. Yeah. And (sighs) where they have to go say hi to everybody with Squidward wearing a salmon suit. So some of my favorite episodes are the Jelly Jam. Um, Jellyfish Jam. Jam. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Are the Jellyfish Jam. And that's just like when they have the disco party with the jellyfish. And basically I liked it because of the colors. And I know that sounds stupid, but it was very, like, beautiful. Yes. And then... F is for friends who do stuff stuff together. together. U is for you and me. (laughs) Anyway. We need to finish it. Sorry. (laughs) And it's for anyone. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all down here in the deep blue sea. Um, (laughs) That one's awesome. That is like. And then U is for uranium bombs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's for no survivors. Why do (laughs) you? Like, oh, I love. He's one percent evil. <laughs> um, 
and then dumb old texas texas is the episode and oh my gosh it i think this is besides um those first two this is the one that i laughed the hardest at because i freaking love sandy and like her reaction to whatever anybody <laughs> pokes fun at texas it's just great i i feel <laughs> like that's how honestly i mean a lot of texas Texan people are that way though. They're oh, yeah. like, you can't say not about Texas. <laughs> oh yeah. They Literally. Are. <laughs> Which, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's home pride. And then, yeah. Then there's you're wrong because you're Texas. <laughs> Just kidding. Just <laughs> Yeah, I freaking love that episode. I'm just thinking of all the stuff that they say to her. Well, they're right away. Can we say that shoes from Texas are dumb? <laughs> oh, I love Bubble Buddy. Yeah, um, that's a good one. It's a really good one. It's just, there's, and Grandma's Kisses. Oh, yes. I love that oh. one. Keep it coming, Granny. <laughs> And then, okay, so the first couple episodes with Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, I didn't, like, they were okay. You know, pretty good. But for some reason, that third episode, is just, I was like, okay, now I understand them. Like, they're, they're funny. Yeah. You know? Well, it's because of Manta Ray and yeah. the whole wallet thing with Patrick. <laughs> it's hilarious. Is this your wallet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I saw you drop it. Nope. nope. <laughs> and then I love all of the, um, Oh gosh, what I can't think of. Uh, the I love Dutchman? with all the Flying Dutchmen, but my favorite is Scaredy Pants. But that's, I think, because it's a Halloween episode. Yes. So. Yes. He's the haunted mattress in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love he that. Gets, well, he gets super pissed that people are dressing up as him, the Flying Dutchman. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, he gets really, really, like, indignant about it because uh-huh. he looks nothing like him and he yep. feels like this is embarrassing. <laughs> yep. Why are you saying you're me? You don't look nothing like me. Yeah. Oh, another one I just thought about was the bubble stand episode, which was like one of the really oh, early episodes. Yeah. Yes. Bring it around, around town. town. Bring, Bring it around, around town. town. Yes. Then you do this and this and this and that and this and that. And then, yeah. Perfection. That is a good one, too. Yeah. I, you know, and we were talking about some of our least favorite episodes and that was kind of really hard to like yeah. really figure it out because I did kind of narrow down like anything after season five for me is not my favorite I don't necessarily hate everything but a couple years back I saw an episode and I was just like it's just not the same yeah. and I don't know that's just because I'm old and I don't get these millennials or zonial things say, but oh, yeah millennials. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get these zonial things but I just didn't jam with it yeah yeah, no, I agree. I honestly, for me, I think it was like after season three is when I stopped watching it, but that's when I stopped getting cable. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't watch it. That wasn't because I didn't like it anymore. I just, I didn't have access to it. Yeah. So how about uh, some of your favorite characters? Well, definitely SpongeBob is uh, number one, and a lot of those uh, main side characters, like you know Squidward and Sandy, Patrick, they're really great. Like Patrick has so many fun moments, and like oh, I'll get another episode is the idiot box where he has that secret box, and yeah, it's the best friends forever, yeah. best friends forever. Ring, that's a really fun one too. And, uh, yeah, Sandy's really funny, and Squidward's really funny, too. Um, 
But yeah, I would say this one probably my main, my favorite characters. And I Mr. Agree. Crafts, of course. I agree, but I also love Miss Puff and Plankton. Yes, I do <laughs> like him too, actually, yeah. So, I don't really have a least favorite character, do you? No, well, I guess Bubble Bass, he's just annoying and rude. Oh, that's another episode, the one with the pickles. You forgot the pickles episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, it's quiz time now, motherfucker. Yeah! I'm ready! Which does Squidward read? Dance, dance, dance. Dance now, our clarinet chumps. Dance now? Dance now is correct. Yes! What kind of phone does SpongeBob have? A rock, a leaf, or a shell? It's a shell phone. <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> On the episode Bubble Buddy, who does SpongeBob ask to play first? Patrick, Squidward, or Sandy? I guess Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. Yes. In the talent show, what does SpongeBob do? Nothing, magic act, or mop? Oh, he mops. <laughs> I thought that was going to get you. <laughs> Uh, what letter does Pearl have on her shirt? Um, K, L, or P? P for Pearl? <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Does Mr. Krabs ever have a free salad bar at Krusty Krabs? He did at one point, yes. Oh, shit, son. What color is the Krusty Krabs floor? Brown. <laughs> no? What? Green. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck. What does Spongebob call the blue jellyfish? Blue? No name. Blue jelly. No name. I yeah, all no name. <laughs> <laughs> How many snails did Spongebob have before? One, five, or three? Before Gary, I'm guessing. That's what they're asking. I'll say one. Three. What? Oh my gosh. This yeah. is being new episode. Gary, Larry, stuff. Jerry. Oh. Yes, the second Gary. Oh. Has SpongeBob ever worn a hairnet before? Yes. Do you know which one? Which episode? Uh huh. Mmm. God, it's just like I can see him wearing one and I just don't know which episode. It's the is fun it? episode. Oh! Yeah. Okay. You're almost there. Keep trying. Keep watching SpongeBob. You'll get there just a little bit more and you'll be a SpongeBob genius. That's what it says. You're 75% SpongeBob fan. <laughs> oh, no! What a kid! Hey, my first email address is SpongeBob. <laughs> underscore biggest underscore fanatic okay you lived a lie <laughs> i've been living a lie <laughs> that was cool yeah all right guys i hope we all enjoyed this episode as much as we did it was such a fun trip down memory lane for me for sure uh-huh i agree it was i realized i know more spongebob episodes than i thought like to me yeah. some of them like run ran together so i was like oh that's a different episode oh no that is a whole other episode yeah 
Yeah. That's awesome. So join us next time for an episode that we have been putting off for a good reason. Because I think we were like waiting for the anticipation to build up even more. But here it comes, baby. Resident Evil 2. <laughs> the remake in the original, of yes, course. It, 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 oh it. my gosh. So exciting. Um, it's just been all these episodes still have been so fun though. They have been. I have to say. Remember, guys, to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can join us on Discord as well. And you can always email us, and all that information is gonna be on the show notes. Um, everything is Allied Rebels or the Allied Rebels. Also, it'd be really awesome if you guys were up for it to give us a five-star rating if you love our show. We'd be so thankful and appreciate it. And we'd be accepting of a four-star, but <sighs> haven't we entertained you? <laughs> haven't we brought joy to your life? I hope so. <laughs> for sure. Again, thanks guys for being really patient. We took an unannounced holiday break. An unannounced holiday break to each other, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. We didn't see each other uh-huh. for about a yeah, couple weeks there. But uh, yeah, we're back again every other Tuesday. And I'm really excited and looking forward to what we're going to do this year. Same. Uh, well, D, are you ready to head out, matey? Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Toodaloo, fellow rebels. Can we say that shoes from Texas are dumb? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) You can't say not about Texas.